Hello, everybody. Welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast presented to you without expertise or pretension. Or commercial interruptions. <laughs> I thought that's where you're going with that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael, and with me, who you just heard, is the other host. It's me, Jeremy. Michael, how in the world are you? I'm doing great. I've got to say, I've been really looking forward to this episode because of the beer we're going to the have. season finale. Right. Which I don't think really means anything to the listener. It just means we It means that are... someone is going to die on this episode. That's <laughs> what you do in season finales, right? There's going to be a big cliffhanger. Um, mm-hmm. No, Jeremy and I are just at the end of our shared batch of beers. This is the final one. This is a fancy of... pencil one. Yeah. So we saved the best for last, or is it? We'll see. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. It, well, it Jeremy, is. why don't you uh, give me a beer brag um, to wet our palate until we get to the FDR? Well, Michael, I, I will wet a few palates. Um, as I wet my palate this past week in a couple of different ways. Now, it was Oktoberfest this past weekend. Oh, yes. Yeah, you did mention that last app. Iowa City's, uh, as as we described off air, we really should have talked about all the different breweries that were going to be uh, there during the show. But you know, it's 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 it is what it is. Um, Iowa City has a long running and fairly impressive about four square blocks worth of Oktoberfest. It has you know the big the big boys like Founders, Bells, Deschute, uh. AB InBev, I suppose, is technically there. There's a Pabst tent that had Pabst in old style and the <laughs> the Mountain Dew version of that Not Your Father's Root Beer. Oh. Which, which actually does ta- really taste like Mountain Dew. It's kind of creepy. Um, but for me, the as always, you know, the the winners, are they're the Iowa breweries because the big boys, they go out to tons of these like every weekend, I imagine. Especially around this time of year when there's an Oktoberfest, like, every day, it seems like. Mm -hmm. For me, the MVP was Exile out of Des Moines, and not just because I spun the wheel and got a 16-ounce tulip from them. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Uh, We've we've had a few Exiles. We've had multiple Exiles on here, right? At least a couple, I think, yeah. Um, And I I remember talking a while back about... uh, Jesus on a coconut and how it tastes like uh, uh yeah uh like a almond joy. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember that, yeah. I had that again because it was there. And uh <laughs> I made friend of the show Steve take a try of that and even as a self-proclaimed I hate coconutter, he also liked it quite a bit. Oh, so nice, um nice. we'll have Steve tweet in or something to tell us the exact rating that he would have given it, but for my money the best parts about these local breweries coming in is they always bring in like weird pins of just like just oddballed weird stuff. Big Grove out of Iowa City brought in uh, their Growler Station, which is like a it's essentially like a small U-Haul that they've converted into a, uh, a mobile tap station. Yeah, I've so seen they, those around. Yeah, so they uh, they they were tapped their Imperial Stout Richard the Whale from this year which the line was too long for me to get into. Um, they also tapped a variant called Jean-Luc Richard, which I unfortunately didn't get into. But I did have their dark, strong ale called Dirty Little Secret, which is, you know, it's a, it's a fairly normal dark Belgian strong, but what changed it is they brewed it with cocoa nibs and raspberries. Oh, that's interesting. It was delicious. It tastes, I mean... Raspberries are go well with chocolate, and you know it's kind of weird sure. to have any sort of berry in a chocolate, at least for me, anyways. But that one was really delicious. They had a double dry hopped arms race. I th- I think I made you try arms race when you were when we went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, flagship. In my opinion, type. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to say that their Big Grove IPA is the flagship, but oh, eh. I see. But eh, eh, eh. um. But the winner for me was Exile's Strawberry Bohemian with mint. With mint. With mint. Now, ooh, I'm uh-huh. hesitant, but 
Uh-uh. S- sway me on why this is a why that is, works in a beer. Their Bohemian series is their sours. So right. they've they've done uh blood orange, they've done lemon, they've done uh just a regular Berliner Weiss, they've done if you can think of a of a fruit that might be sour, they've probably put it into into their, their sour. One of the newer ones was their strawberry bohemian, which I had yet to try. So when I saw that I had it, but with mint. Now this is not the uh you know, the cloying artificial toothpastey sort of mint. That's they, what I was worried about, yeah. Uh-uh. No, no, no. This was this was real herby, woody kind of like peppermint. Okay. Okay. As, as always with something that whenever you're mixing a multiple flavors, you know, the balance is going to be key because strawberry and mint can go together. It's just a matter if they go together. Okay. If that if that makes any sense. But they nailed it. Steve enjoyed it and he's he's knocked neat around the sours a little bit. Uh, friend of the show Drew enjoyed it quite a bit. Happy birthday, Drew! Again, it's it's really hard to describe because it's sa- it's the sourness of the strawberry Bohemian isn't as intense as it would be on the the Berliner Weiss. It's more of a tart than it is a sour. If, yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose I suppose that's the same thing. But yeah, um, there's a distinction a little bit. I think. Mm-hmm. Sour is more to me. Sour is more of a warhead, whereas right. tart is like, oh, I just, you know, got a little bit bite of a lemon or something like that. Yeah, the the balance is impeccable. I I really wish that I could have more of that, but I can't because it's not a it's not bottled. It was a one off, mm-hmm. I think. So this Oktoberfest event is this one where you have to go you get tickets and you go and use the tickets do you have to pay for the beer or is it free for all once you pay the entry so the way it uh it used to be you would pay for entry and you know depending on which ticket you got if it's brewmaster or regular entry would give you you know x amount of tickets and you could buy extras for like 50 cents or a dollar or, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The reason why they did it that way is Iowa City has some, had some draconian public alcohol rules about what you could sell in order to, you know, kind of prevent their image as a party school. They made it so that you couldn't get an all-you-can-drink special, and Oktoberfest oh, okay. fell under that. However, they've come to their senses and realized that that's kind of dumb. <laughs> and not the uh, not the idea of you know not having all you can drink, but just the fact that you know it's a blanket statement is dumb. Right for an Oktoberfest type for event. for an Oktoberfest. So uh, the first several years that I went, they had the tickets, but two years ago they changed it up so the you just pay for the the entrance is a little bit more. Sure, yeah, makes sense. But it's it's just go nuts. <laughs> is that that's is that difficult? I mean. You have all these choices, and the problem that seems to, to arise, you, you do sometimes have to prioritize. Uh, thankfully, most of the good stuff sticks around. Okay. Or at least the stuff that I'd be interested in. Uh, there were some Bourbon County tappings going on at the Goose Island tent that I missed, but that that's unfortunate that I didn't know that was happening. But I'm not going to cry about it. Mm-hmm. It. I've had Bourbon County. You can you can get your hands on Bourbon County that's if, you try, true. if yeah. you try hard enough. Whereas, I'm more curious to see, like, uh, oh, what was the name of it? There was one. It was uh, from Quarter Barrel Brewing and Arcade in Cedar Rapids. I believe it was some sort of Dutch beer. It was like a Queet beer. Queet. K-U-I-T-B-I-E-R-E, I believe is what it was. Have you heard of this before? No. No. But it was called Tasteful Nude, which is uh, specifically... Why I got it. Um, um, it was very grainy. It had. It felt like it was an in old school yeast, like a somewhere in between, like a a Kolsch and a uh, like a German ale of some sort. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to describe, but it was quite delicious. Mm. Beside all the beers that I had at Oktoberfest, which uh, I didn't really have one that I disliked. Mm-hmm. Which which is new. There's usually one or two that I dislike. Yeah. Uh, like the uh, the jalapeno beer that's come oh, up sure. about like f- 10 million <laughs> right. times on this show. Right. <laughs> but great white North Council of the show, John and his lovely wife, Nikel, were in town. 
uh, this past week, and he brought me a Nelson Sauvin Saison with Brett from Anchorage Whoa. Brewing Company. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the Nelson Sauvin hop is one that I'm not terribly familiar with, but every time I have it, I'm like, dang, that's a good hop. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an IPA like that, and it was it definitely had, you know, tastes of the the weird saison farminess to it. But the Brett threw just like a weird knuckleball of funk into that thing. Yeah. And it was spectacular. I highly recommend you guys try to search this specific beer out or Saison. any sort of IPA with Brett. It's fantastic. So thanks to Council of the Show. Great White North Division for that one. <laughs> um, great White North Division. Yeah, I'm looking at the bottle and... Oh, yeah. It's got an awesome label, too. Yeah. It's very cool looking. Mm-hmm. Well, but enough yammering for me, Michael. What do you got for a beer break? Well, I did have one lined up, um, but I'm I'm going to change gears here and do something a little different because I was in this restaurant in Dubuque, Iowa recently, which is close to both of us. Um, and this yeah. restaurant yeah. is located next to an old-timey brewery or what was an old-timey brewery and now is a dilapidating building. Um, but the restaurant has taken, <laughs> like, memorabilia from this place and has Ooh. it, like, arranged in the restaurant. And in their bathroom, the wallpaper has a bunch of newspaper clippings of old advertisements for this beer, this old brewery's beer, um, which was called Banquet Beer. Mm-hmm. And so they were kind of funny just the way their languages and... Ripping off cures. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this might predate cures. Uh, this is pre-prohibition. Michael, you need to say it correctly. It's cures. Cures? Cures. <laughs> What's that from? That is from uh, Enemy of the Show, Ben Johns. <laughs> he calls it cures? He's, he does pronounce it cures. Intentionally? I he can't really talk. <laughs> um so get a little of this advertisement for uh banquet beer. One sip reveals the wealth of goodness found in every drop of banquet beer. One sip shows the high quality of the materials which it is made, the finest materials, the delicious sparkling artesian spring water. One sip and you'll know why so many people demand banquet beer. Why not have a case sent to your home for a trial? <laughs> I'm gonna try this that's, beer. That's send awesome. Me a case. Like, I'll, 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 try, I'll, I'll, I'll wet my whistle with a case. Um, here's another one. For anyone that enjoys good beer, the flavor is richer, mellower than that of the beer you're now using. <laughs> one. Sip I like these people. The, yeah. <laughs> One sip reveals the wealth of goodness in every drop of this delicious beverage and the reason why thousands of discriminating beer lovers demand the bottle that bears this label, Banquet Beer. You'll be delighted with Banquet Beer. It stands the taste test. Don't delay the enjoyment derived from the use <laughs> of this beer. The use. Decide to try Banquet Beer today. I don't know. There's something so deliberate about the uh, the phrasing of this that just amused me. So yeah, there was a lot. Like each different clipping on the wallpaper was different. I I just took a picture of a few and but, um and they all had kind of like a little old timey clip art. Like the one he has this like fifties dad kind of guy holding the beer. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was just amusing. Uh, a little blast from the past. And I, I read that prohibition kind of sent that brewery into a tailspin and it never really um recovered from that. Uh-huh. Alas. I, I like it. We need to ha- we need to make a beer for a banquet, Michael. <laughs> what would you modern day brewhoo's banquet beer? Hmm. What what would you do? What 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 would need? To me it seems it should be very effervescent, sparkling. That's fair, because you want to have it be champagne y. Yes. Served in a flute, perhaps. Yeah. It would be light. I would make Lighter. it a cucumber Kolsch. A cucumber Kolsch, okay. Lion Bridge in Cedar Rapids makes a fantastic cucumber Kolsch. 
And if I had the ability to make one like that, I would I would make it that way because it tastes like cucumber water, so that's fancy, but it'll get mm-hmm. you drunk, leaning towards the banquety part of it. <laughs> right, right. And it's fizzy because it's a Kolsch. Right, I can see so, that. So, yeah, there you go. Easy All peasy. Right. That went by a lot quicker than I thought it was going to go <laughs> I was really docket. spinning my wheels there, Michael. <laughs> I was not on the docket. But oh, anyway. That was good. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, we have some mail in the American Pale Mail Mail Pail. Interesting. And good work yet again. Yes. Uh-oh. It's former host of the show, Mike. Let's see what he has to Uh-oh. say. Thanks for emailing Mike. Oh, he covers some ground here, so let's just dig into it. Dear jerks. <laughs> he says, hello, old show. Just listened to episode 129. Which one was that? And that was the Teachaw one. So he says, regarding beer bots, I largely agree with you both. Just go buy good brew or take a chance and get a one-gallon brewing kit and put in the elbow grease. A lot of the fun I've had brewing the two times I've done it was the experience of actually putting in the labor or hanging out with friends while you wait for the various steps to be complete. See episode 23. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He He was there with us. Oh, yeah. Now, Swerve, however, my understanding of the Pico Brew is that you can buy some official packs from established breweries to brew their beers at home. Do you think there's a market for people who want to try a beer that's not available to them but aren't interested in in actual brewing? Or maybe for people who want to try their beer as fresh as possible? If I were lazier and rich and I didn't care about the brewing process and there was a kit for Pico Brew that brewed fresh, accurate, official Pliny the Elder... (laughs) I have a feeling I'd be in the market for such a device. What about you? I would say, yeah, if it if you could guarantee fresh, accurate, and official, maybe, but I have a feeling that you're not it's, it's, going it's, to get... It's a good concept, and I like where Mike's head is at. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I just have this image in my head of like putting in a Keurig pod. <laughs> Something from Back to the Future too. Yeah, yeah, actually, a lot like, de- rehydrate level seven, please, or, you know, or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is she says. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, they had George McFly hanging upside down on that, so people would not realize it wasn't Crispin Glover. Yeah, and I heard that. He was a bit of a jerk and wanted right. too much money. Well, there's multiple sides to the story. And then they said, joke's on you, schmuck. We're reusing film from the last movie. And then that was unprecedented. Yeah, it was. And there was a lawsuit. Anyway, but, I mean, yeah, if I I guess... All over the place, God. I I don't think... (laughs) I don't think... I don't think there is going to be a Pliny the Elder brew kit. That's the thing. And even if there was, I don't think it's going to taste like... Pliny the Elder brewed by Russian River in California. It's just, it's going to be, un, there's going to be an uncanny valley to it, I think. that. I mean, they'll probably get close, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But as uh, as the flavor text on our beer for today is going to establish, there's certain things that just can't be replicated. Right. And bad replicant. Are you going, are you going to go see the new Blade Runner, Michael? Oh, <laughs> uh, probably not. I tried rewatching Blade Runner the other day on my week off, and I, I I know this is heresy, and I have seen it before and enjoyed it, but I was just like, eh, eh and then I gave up partway through. Is it kind of um, losing its luster with time? Do you think, or no? It's just weren't feeling um, it. So it's it's not so much the uh, the subject matter or the or the style or anything like that because that. That's not the issue. It's just a very, very methodical and ruminative, ruminative right. piece of work. And I guess at the time, I just wanted to see, uh, uh, rather than Rutger Hauer espouse on Tears in the Rain, I was more interested in seeing Rutger Hauer blow away bad guys in Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> Needed some different pacing. Anyway. Mike goes on. Uh, did we cover that? I think we kind of covered that. Rucker Howard and Hobo and a Shotgun? <laughs> Mike's uh, email, the first part of his email. <laughs> um, I think, yeah. Good point, Mike. Watch this space. You know, this is a developing tech, so... It's true. Never so, know. 
Okay, now th- now that I've thought about it and gotten thoughts of Hobo with a Shotgun out of it. <laughs> okay, okay. If they could do what they said they were going to do, i.e. get all these... What we said, rather. Yeah. If it was going to go out there and be like, Brew, Pliny the Elder at home, or Hopsmack, or, you know, fill in the blank, then it would be great and I would totally go for it. However, I suspect it's going to be more like Brew Sam Adams Boston Lager at home, or... Yeah. <laughs> Which wouldn't be that bad. Or, uh, yeah. you know, something that you can just as easily go down to the uh, the gas station and get. Mm-hmm. Mike goes on. La-da-da-da, Mike goes on. <laughs> Another topic that Michael kind of mentioned reminded <laughs> me of a question that I've been meaning to send for a while. Since the time you started drinking beer for the taste and not for lulls, is there a particular <laughs> style of brew that you were that you initially were not a fan of, but eventually came around on. Thanks to Founders Barrel Age series and brews like KBS, Doom, and DKML. I tried getting one of those for the swap, but it was, I couldn't find it. The DKML? Yeah. I really started to enjoy Barrel Age beers and now can consider myself a fan. Hmm. Well, we know that you've had a few uh, Barrel Aged ones recently. The uh, Woot Stout and what was the other one? The one you made. Oh yeah, well, that was a barrel aged. That was it was a pseudo barrel aged, mock barrel aged. Yeah, I don't know. So may, yeah, I might be coming around to it. Uh, you know, this beer we have in the bank yeah. might uh, clinch it, which um, may have been mentioned by Mike right here. You just had to give it away, didn't you, Mike? <laughs> Jeremy, it seems like you've been open to a lot of styles since. I don't know, I've known you, but uh, yeah. is there anything that you've kind of come around on? Well, um, I mean, it's it's a sore, it's a not a sore subject, but it's just, you know, me repeating myself. Freaking pepper beers, man. Oh, yeah. It, it's just more of a, like, it's, hmm, you don't really see a ton of pepper beers mm-hmm. just because it's so freaking weird. The only one that I've seen that's like a regular brew is probably that uh the jalapeno ale from uh bent river that caused the problems in the first place but as we've established with the atomic pumpkin and the uh, the shoka vesa that if if done right i can come around on them yeah so so i mean i i try to be open-minded i'll i will try anything at least once i'll i'll, I'll do that at least i don't know if i've come around on pepper beers but i have lowered my knee-jerk reaction to them. Okay. We'll put it that way. Yes. Does that we count? Should, uh, yeah, no, no, that's that's okay. Perfectly cromulent. We should um, beer the band sometime. Red Hot Chili Peppers and do a pepper beer. But um, uh, uh, think about that. Just we'll put okay. that on the back burner. All right, back uh, burner. Officially back burner. <laughs> as Mike uh, finally wraps up his email, lastly, take in refer- forever. <laughs> in reference to the last time I wrote in. I'm opening to keeping track of your tap scores. If I can be credited as, as host emeritus and keeper of the untapped at the end of each episode, keep up the good work and cheers, Mike. Sure. Knock yourself out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> can we give him that? I mean, he's, yeah, go for he's it. already host emeritus. Yeah. All right. So are we giving him tenure? Uh, uh, sure. He's got to earn tenure. We'll see how he does first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's an associate professor now. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Is it assistant first or associate? I can't remember. I, I, I don't know. What do I look like, a professor? Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Mike, for emailing in. It's always great to hear from you and your insightful questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't sound so convinced, Jeremy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm preparing for the next segment. Uh, but, okay. But yes, Mike, thank you for writing, and we do appreciate it. And you know what? All of you other Mikes of the world whether your name is Mike or Michael or Bertram or Rodney or whatever, <laughs> write in like Mike does. Yeah, we love it. Just look how much content we created out of that. Yeah, it's very yeah, helpful content. to the show. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeremy, I have something to kind of um, lead us up to the FDR here. Go for it. What do I we have got? a Family Feud styled game. Okay. All right, so I'm looking at the wikipedia page for kentucky all right on this page is a paragraph that says kentucky is also known for 
and then it lists about 11 things. Okay. 10, 11 things. Um, I want you, Family Feud style, to guess as many of these things that Kentucky is known for. Kentucky. Bluegrass. Bluegrass music. That is correct. Okay. How many, how many out of... Do I... Uh, what rank is bluegrass out of 11? Or, well, is, it, or is, it, is it not like uh, weighted? It's just... It's not weighted. Uh, it's just a list. Okay. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Coal mining. That's right. Okay, that's two. Okay, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky. Uh, oh, uh, whiskey. Bourbon distilleries. Yeah, we'll count uh, it. Yeah, okay. I. Oh, yeah, it's Tennessee whiskey, Kentucky bourbon. Okay, gotcha. All right, I'm three for three. Do I, I'm assuming I get three strikes? Yeah. Okay. Or until you run out of steam. Or until I run out of steam, that's fair. <laughs> uh, the Nashville Sound? Nope. Okay. Because that's in Tennessee, isn't it? You're right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Strike one. Make the sound. All right. Okay. Richard Karn is angry. Well, we're what? Whatever. We're Steve Harvey, man. <laughs> We've had this discussion. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you have to say something yeah. kind of racy, and I have to put on a uh, expression. Yeah, on my face, you have to so. walk around like I just, you know, threatened to murder a child or something <laughs> like that. Any, anywho, let's see. Kentucky, Kentucky. Uh, fried chicken. Kentucky fried chicken. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, so that's four. We've had bluegrass, bourbon. Coal. Coal. Okay, that's right. I was worried that coal was going to be West Virginia, but I just kind of... I'm trying to figure out, you know, uh, stuff that I remember from the TV show Justified, even though that took place in West Virginia. Moonshine? Yeah, that okay. is on there. All right, cool. Uh, this is this is working out. Thank you, Raylan Givens. I'm gonna go ahead and assume there's nothing like super racy on here. No. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not like all right. So I can't make a set or something like that. Well, yeah. no. I, I, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see. I got five out of eleven. Let's see. Um, tobacco. Yes. All right. Six. I was worried that that was gonna be more of like a Carolinas sort yeah. of thing. I don't know. Um, mountains? No. That's two strikes. I got seven out of 11. I'm, I'm thinking of the Great Smoky Mountains. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's legit. The Tennessee River does go through Kentucky, but I don't think that'd be... All right, hit me with those last four. I'm blanking. All right, I'll give you a clue. Uh, can you think of anything sports-related? Oh, Basketball. Yes, college yeah, basketball. College basketball, yeah. I, yeah, I should have known that. And then another sport that you'll probably only find on TV. Oh, horse racing. Yes. Okay. Mint juleps. <laughs> Mint that's juleps in, is not that's bourbon. That's part of bourbon. I, I already got that one. The two that you didn't get, which I really wouldn't expect you to, is automobile manufacturing. Oh, they have uh don't they have like BMW or Mercedes or something in that? Yeah, they have a uh, They have one of those German car manufacturers built a uh plant over there in that neck of the woods and kind of stuck it to those anti-globalists. I guess um pretty funny in my opinion. <laughs> uh I guess they make Toyota Camrys there. Mm-hmm. There there's Ford a fancy there one around there somewhere. Yeah. I think uh anyway, what's the last one? The last one is uh, the historic site, my old Kentucky home. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, that is stupid. That's dumb. Because it's very specific. Well, that's a song, isn't it? About the sun shining down and whatnot? No, I guess there is actually a home that is the old Kentucky home. Oh. That's, uh, that's still dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's too specific. Um, So you did great. Uh, yeah. You got tobacco and coal on there? I thought that was very good. I'm telling you, man. Justified the Justified. show. <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> so enough about Kentucky, at least the state, or the Commonwealth. Okay. It's Let's a Commonwealth? It is a Commonwealth. Oh, wow. Let's get into the FDR, the oh. beer. Well, Michael, the FDR is where we find a beer, drink a beer, and then we rate a beer. And uh, for our season finale, not to be, uh, you know... Not to bring worry about, we're coming back next week, <laughs> is uh, Kentucky Breakfast Stout from Founders, the vaunted KBS. We're going barrel-aged, Michael. 
Have you had this beer before? I've not. Um, so I'm really looking. That's why I'm looking forward to it so mm-hmm. much. It was kindly provided by you. Yeah. Um, on a so, whim. Yeah, it was kind of a whim. I I think I had forgotten to get a sixth beer. And I was just like, eh, I have KBS here. Because, much like a lot of places with their signature Imperial Stouts will do, uh, there is a KBS release day. And most places will be like, you can only have two four-packs. And it's obnoxious, and it's expensive. So, a uh, friend of the show, Steve and I, went to local beer store Dirty John's, camped out, got a coffee, and we uh, we got ourselves some KBS. And so, I was just like, yeah, what the heck, I'll give Michael a KBS. Much appreciated. It's it's delicious. But let's uh, let's get into some of the numbers on this one, Michael. Yeah. Um. So it has an ABV of eleven point eight. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, it's an imperial stout. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's uh, it's got a rate beer rating of one hundred. It's only available in April. It comes in a draft four pack or seven fifty mils. Uh, what we have on the founders website is as follows. What we've got here is an imperial stout brewed with a massive amount of coffee and chocolates, then cave-aged in oak bourbon barrels for an entire year to make sure wonderful bourbon undertones come through in the finish. Makes your taste buds squeal with delight. I was trying to go for a little, uh, crap, what was the movie? Uh, uh, Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, okay. But, uh, I... I was picturing a Steven Root-type character... Dabbing his forehead with a uh, oh. cloth in a courtroom or something. <laughs> Pappy O'Daniels from Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yes, yeah, something like that. I know where your head's at. Yes. Uh, this is uh, the Amazing Cosmickey's highly acclaimed KBS. A flavored stout is good for everything a flavored stout ought to be good for. Ale brewed chocolate and coffee aged in oak bourbon barrels. Yeah, it's kind of set up like an old, like timey medicine bottle, like mm-hmm. traveling medicine show. Simpson and Sons. Yeah, right, right. So uh, I'm I'm finding that Founders apparently in Grand Rapids apparently has a KBS week. Oh, jeez. Uh, they do tickets a la... We anticipate that all tickets will be in ticket flight carts within minutes. Jeez. Uh, there are uh, two different size packages that you can get at one of these, Michael. And I'm going to read off the, the regular and the junior option, and I want you to tell me how much you think they go for. Okay. The regular... Option one will get you four four packs of 12-ounce bottles, so 16 bottles of the beer, mm-hmm. and two 750-mil bottles of 2017 KBS. The junior will get you two four-packs and two 750-mil bottles. So it's essentially the difference is an extra eight bottles. Okay. How um, much do you think one of these goes for? We're not counting ticket fund, or fees. Just like, what is the face value on this ticket? Um, it's a lot. Since it's a, uh, I'll say one fifty and one hundred, one thirty-two and eighty-four respectively. So that's a, it's a good, it's a close one. Um, other fun facts about KBS is in the FAQs it asks, will you make more KBS next year? And then the founders writes. We built a second brewing location just a mile south of our Granville Avenue location called the Barrel House, where we will focus on brewing specialty and limited beers. This will include KBS, but does not necessarily mean we will make more of it. There are many many factors that affect the production of KBS, i.e. barrel availability, time required to brew and package, yo-ho, yo-ho. We anticipate consumer demand to continue to grow as well. So they're saying, good luck, chumps essentially on this one. But I saw this stuff at gas stations this year. Okay. I, I saw it at Come and Goes, so it, it it wasn't that hard to get my hands on. I think Steve and I uh, got there a little bit too early. <laughs> I also noticed the bottle has foiling on it. It does? Uh, yeah, like there's a copper foiling around oh, the Oh, there. I'll be dipped. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. In, in, uh, one last interesting tidbit, then we'll uh, we'll get to this. All right. Last FAQ that I see that's of any interest is, is KBS sellerable? What's the shelf life? Oh, good question. Yeah. So I'm going to call preemptive BS on this. Okay. The suggested shelf life is 365 days. Like all of our beers, we suggest that you drink it fresh. 
We like mm. to say that if it's meant to be aged, we age it for you. Uh, I, I don't know. I think yeah. they don't. I I think they don't want people flipping them on the black market. Oh, like this has been in series twenty fifteen KBS or something like that. With any of these imperial stouts that are you know limited or allegedly limited, you can go online and find like old vintages of these going for obnoxious amounts of money. So I believe the the four pack of this was 20 bucks ish mm-hmm. after tax. I'm going to see right now how much a bottle of Founders 2015 is going for. All right. Okay. From a website I shan't say the name of because I don't believe in this sort of thing. If you want to do this, you can totally do it. Up for sale is two four packs of Founders KBS 2015. Eight bottles total. Properly cellared. It was sold for $125. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's dumb. <laughs> so about three times as much? Yeah, yeah, two, yeah. three times, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So we, this is about six months since you got it, so I think that's that's right in the middle of whatever. Yeah, I'm also, holy God. Uh <laughs> I'm kind of going to. Thankfully, I I find that I find that this to be uh, manure and bogus. But that said, there are some cool things on here, like a uh, a KBS vertical flight from 2011 to 2016, going for a hundred dollars. That's way too much. Yeah, it's this is interesting. 2012 four pack going for sixty five dollars is. I I don't agree with things like this, Michael. What are your thoughts on it? I, it gets a little too. Um, Whoa. Okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little too um, obsessive at that point. I think. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Toppling Goliath has an incredibly rare Imperial Stout that is it. It's just nuts. Um, what I'm looking at is their 2014 uh, Assassin, aged in Pappy Van Winkle barrels. Purchased from the brewery when released and cellared properly since then. It's $1,000, Michael. <sighs> That's nonsense. And, and enough of this. Don't flip your beers. If you're going to... If that's your point, then don't buy them. Let someone else who wants to drink them drink them. By all means, cellar your beer, but don't be dumb. I don't know. Secondary markets bother me for a lot of things. and Yeah... It's one thing when it's like used video games or something like that. <laughs> ah, anyway, Michael, let's open this beer. Yes, let's do that. I am using a larger, uh, tu- the aforementioned Exile Tulip, because oh, it is nice. larger. I'm using the uh, Duval Tulip you gave to ah, me. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. That's going to be nice. This is a little bit smaller than the Duval one, but the Duval one is obnoxiously large. It is. Michael, are you giving this a good vigorous pour? I am, yeah. The uh I I like this already. The the head is like a dark brown. It lo- it looks like chocolate Incredible. ice cream. Yeah. The head does anyways. The uh the beer itself is opaque. Dark. It, yeah, it's yeah. blacker than uh, a thousand suns. That that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> a black hole, sons. There, you, yeah, yeah. What, what he said. What are you, uh, what are you noticing about the spear so far, Michael? Uh, so yeah, poured with a nice viscosity to it. Mm-hmm. It looks like motor oil. Yeah, if I might jump into the smell, it's there's definitely a, a bourbony smell, but there's also I get a lot of chocolate, a sweetness to it, and a chocolate to it. Yeah, and not like chocolate notes it just straight up smells like chocolate to yeah me, which is excellent because who doesn't like chocolate <laughs> uh michael what temperature are you drinking this at um it was next to an ice pack so i let me get out my thermal camera uh lower than room temperature higher than fridge temperature yes i would say that it's definitely it's been out of the fridge for a while just kind of gently caressing an ice pack that's good. Yeah. Because you're uh you're not supposed to drink this cold. Yeah, I imagine that would be a, a hindrance a to the Yeah. to the beer. There's a little bit of coffee in the nose, there's a little bit of 
boozy, malty, whatever, a lot of chocolate. But uh, I want you to dig in. Go for it. All right. Here here we go. Mmm. Wow. It, uh, it's the chocolatey. body is, is, is really nice. Um, yeah, chocolate. Um, the bourbon is just like a nice little burn on the way out on the back of your tongue. Mm-hmm. Which is a nice little flourish. It's not intrusive. It's like very uh, well accenting. Ooh, it's a it's a, a note of bourbon rather than a a whammy of bourbon. Right. Yeah. Then it doesn't skateboard across your whole tongue. It just pops up there right at the end where it should. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so. Yeah. Good. It doesn't take much. You don't need to like guzzle this down. It's just this is a sipper. Much like the aforementioned uh, fireplace in an easy chair clutching this like a miser yeah like an old um what's that drink brandy cognac brandy yeah yeah or cognac yeah it's That's one of those thing. isn't it oh boy i i oh god probably depends on the region i would imagine armagnac or something of that nature i i don't know that's night that's neither here nor there what's here and now is this beer there's just a lot of everything going on in this beer, mm-hmm. but I think the best part about it is that it stays balanced. Yeah, um, what I'm liking, so it does have a, a, a kind of a boozy streak to it, which makes sense at the ABV it's at. Um, but what's nice about that is after you swallow it and you breathe out of your nose, you can smell the beer, <laughs> like reverse. It's pretty mm-hmm. incredible. It just uh, has that, uh, uh, I guess, it's some volatility there from the... Mm-hmm. ABV that allows it to do that. That's very cool. Yeah, for me, this uh, th- as opposed to some of the other barrel-aged stouts or barrel-aged anythings that I've had, uh, this one does not have... That whiskey burn does not come through for me. A burn might not be the right word, I guess. Well, okay, not not burn, but just it's it's more of like a little woody aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, or a woody hint, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, For me, the coffee and the chocolate predominate this one which i suppose is what makes it a breakfast stout mm. yeah like you said it's balanced but it is very potent too mm-hmm. there's definitely a potency there in flavor and in abv but so does the uh the flavor profile of this michael maintain beerosity for you given um, that it's so coffee and cho- especially chocolatey for me but and let let me know what you think comes through most as far as the flavor. Um, as far as the beerosity goes, I think the um, certainly yeah. I mean, you would expect this type of flavor from Imperial Stout. It's definitely uh, an extreme beer, mm-hmm. but it's still a beer. To me, when you lose beerosity is when you start tanking the beer with a certain flavor, usually artificially. And I have a feeling that flavors here are you know genuine genuine coming from the barrel, mm. the type of um, malts that are used, and so forth. So I get the same feeling. Uh, it's hard. I mean, they say it's brewed with chocolate, but I wonder how much of that is an actual like cocoa nib or you know whatever they decide to use mm-hmm. to impart the chocolatiness, and how much of it is like just a super dark malt or a super roasted malt that they've used to bring out those flavors. I would wager it's probably a combination of the two. And so you asked about the predominant flavor. To me, the predominant flavor is actually probably the bourbon. Really? Although those other flavors are definitely present. And um, As it warms up, I am getting more and more of the bourbon. I think it might be that, too, and the more that I have it Mm -hmm. as well, which is nice to have that evolution A little bit of that heat at the back end. I think that's Mm -hmm. the word we're looking for is heat Heat. as opposed to a, a burn. Because something like a uh, what's something with a burn? Um, like smear, Smirnoff vodka? I don't know. <laughs> uh, some like barley wines. That can do that. I had a barley wine at uh, Brewfest from surprise of the uh, of the year reunion brewery here in town. Is oh. Lothar of the Highlands? I might be botching that name. One second. Is that some sort of reference to something? Lothar like of the Hill People. That's what it was. Uh, that was a SNL skit headed by Mike Myers. <laughs> I may have to look into this. Yeah. This Ed O'Neill, one thirteen ninety. Wow. Al Bundy himself. 
Um, interesting. Yeah, that one. That is a very good uh, a, a very good way to describe something with a burn because that thing definitely had some stank on it, and in a good way. It was a good beer. I believe I gave it gave it four stars. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's hard to remember. I had like eighteen samples, so who knows? But uh, but yeah, barley wine is a good style to to uh to bring in for a burn whereas this one just has warmth like you know uh, it almost reminds me of a spiked hot chocolate oh yeah you ever had a spike of like a properly made spiked hot chocolate michael i don't think so it's been a while since i've had hot chocolate period i am going to make you a properly spiked hot (laughs) chocolate this sounds great hot chocolate a little bit of whiskey not much because i know i know how you are (laughs) Uh, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of allspice, a little bit of nutmeg. It's pretty fantastic when done properly. It's like a mold apple cider, but with hot chocolate. Oh, okay. Speaking of barley wine, stay tuned for next season. Oh yeah, I, 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 I saw that. There is one in there. There yeah. is one in there. I looked. I had. Uh, I had totally forgotten to look at those because we were watching a garbage football game when I. Uh, when I got the beers from friend of the show Steve, and uh, I didn't really look, through. I just grabbed the bag that said "Beers for Jeremy" on it, <laughs> and I went from there. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, Michael. Yes. Uh, is it time for the R? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I think we've I think we've discussed it pretty thoroughly. We're we're already breaking down the limits of our usual episode length. We are um, breaking the walls down, Michael. That's correct. <laughs> it is a barn burner. Um, um, hmm. what do we think here? I, I I already know what I'm going to give this beer, Michael. Do, well, do you want to so go? You, should I go first then, or should I'll I'll go should, first, then okay. I'll let you mull it over because for me okay. this is a five star beer. Okay. Um, five star, five star, five star, yeah, five hit, star. Hit five one star. of those uh, rapper air horn apps if you have one on your phone. Hang on, it's just going to have to unlock the phone here and go click that and yeah. click the Airhorn app and Yeah, do that. Yeah, five stars. It's one of the, I mean there's a reason why they sell this in four packs. It's because you only you don't need a whole lot. Like I'm going to be up a mm-hmm. lot later than I anticipated because yeah. of this beer. Yeah. But it's it's just so good. Coffee and chocolate are amongst my favorite flavors. And when mixed together, especially in a fine beer. And bourbon. Love bourbon, too. And it's it's just so well done. It's so pleasing. It just invites you. It, it's, it's like a nice leather-bound book by a fire saying, don't worry about whatever dumb idiocy is happening off in the world. It's like, well, you've got me. Come here, old <laughs> friend. Read more about Harry Hooley trying to catch a snowman. And that's what it's like, Michael. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, that's probably exactly what I'm going to do when we're done recording. <laughs> but, but anyways, your, yourself, uh, do you need to go in for a sip of judgment? Yeah, let me go in for an uh, SOJ. <laughs> forgot what it was for a little bit there. Um, I'm, I'm formulating my thoughts here, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to need you to show your work, too, Michael. Write a proof. Mm-hmm. Um, this is living up to the hype. Um, it is good. Very strongly flavored. Strong style. Um, the king, It's the king of strong style. Um, it is the king of strong style. Patent and trademark pending. <laughs> yeah, we got to be careful, don't we? Um, <laughs> I guess what... I'm I'm getting, hitting a little snag here though, um, because of you. What um, did I, hey, what did I do? Well, actually, you and your better half, that Will Farking Wheaton beer ah. from Stone. You know, similar vein, definitely not the same thing. No, but both Imperial Stouts, barrel aged. And I think I liked that one more. Really? Yeah. That because that was good. That was really good. Um, this is a bit more, like, like I said, stronger. But it's this, this. You know, I'm not saying this is bad at all. Um, so the rating, mm-hmm. SOJ number two. So I gave the Will Wheaton one 
a 4.75. Rate with your heart, Michael. I'm going to give this a 4.5. It's a darn good beer. <laughs> I, I, heard, I heard it in your voice. <laughs> I heard you going there. Um, we work blue on this show. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the Will Wheaton one is... It's, it's the swerve is throwing a wrench into this because nerd <laughs> i think I, I yeah oh no it's because of his many shows that i enjoyed no but yeah i i i think like at this point you're gilding the lily as far as the differences between them but that one was just a little more had a little more subtlety in some mm-hmm. of the flavors and it had that pecan flavor so it was like i said a similar vein but maybe just more up to what my preference is. So I don't know if you've had that one, Jeremy, but... I have not. I think you might need to try that as well, because um, I think you'd like that. Um, and I was seeing if, like, what the ABV on that one was, and maybe it was a lower ABV, so it had a little more wiggle room as far as um, mm-hmm. not being so in your face. But that one had a ABV of 13%, so that was Yeehaw. high, too. Otherwise, I, if I hadn't had that one, this one probably would have maybe been a 4.75 maybe a 5 but i'm using that as kind of a standard candle to compare this to so but like i said worth the hype um maybe not what founder says but you know check your local uh quick star your mileage may vary right yeah yeah that's my rating good Alrighty. Oh, I think that we should wrap it up here, Jeremy. Because we, we should. Are, um... uh, it's 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 getting late. It's a weeknight, school night, Michael. <laughs> That's um, right. But what the fine people can do is they can find us at APM Pod at just about anywhere. You can find us at APM Pod on Twitter. You can send us an email at APMPod at gmail dot com. We're on Facebook. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music. We are on YouTube with some delightful little vignettes. Un- un- untapped? On Untapped, yeah. My. Run by um, host emeritus and keeper of the Untapped account, Mike. Does this mean he's going to have be like our Igor, you know, like some sort of, like the witch from Snow White has like the one really big eye sticking out? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Telling people to answer him these questions three, that sort of thing. I, I hope anyways. That'd be great. Mike, yeah. I, I, if yeah, you want that it. to be your image, <laughs> let us know. But uh, in the meantime, you guys should just write us write us a letter, write us a tweet, write us a review on iTunes. Five stars, if you please. I think I got everything. I, I think that's 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 sufficient. <laughs> that's, it's, it's good enough. It's good enough. <laughs> yeah. For Michael, I am Jeremy. For Jeremy, I'm Michael. This is an American Pale Mail, so cheers. Cheers! Cheers!